Hello, my name is Claudia Buffini and I'd like to welcome you to the podcast La Casa Buffini, an idyllic restaurant where I'll be inviting guests, both friends and family, to select their dream menu. Take a seat and get ready to immerse yourself in the five-star dining experience. I hope you enjoy. Great to be back after a little hiatus. How have you all been? Today we've got a guest who is kind of a big deal. He's been at the helm of the Royal Anniversary Trust for over 10 years, which runs the Queen's Anniversary Prizes, recognising outstanding work by UK colleges and universities. This person has travelled all over the world, experiencing life in its full glory. I'm thrilled to introduce Peter Chenery to the Dream Restaurant. Imagine okay. that okay. I'm like a magic genie, okay? okay? I'm going to yes. I'm going to transport you yeah, okay. to your dream restaurant and okay. you're outside this kind of door the and the lady ins- with the soup. The, exactly. I can be that. I can be <laughs> okay. that. And yeah, I'm right. you're by a door and I'm going to let you through the door and you know through that door yes. is the setting of your dream restaurant. It'd be pretty, it would have to be pretty simple. It would probably be not unlike um, a weather spot. There would be probably there would be a bowl of chips. They would almost serve there might even be some hot chicken wings, which I highly recommend. And there'd probably be a uh, pint of Abertail, you know. Right, yeah. Or Adnums. Okay, so that is part of the setting because yes. we'll go in. Yes. So it will just be kind of giving you that that kind of that natural aura of a weather spoon. So if we go to your starter. <laughs> It's a We're kind of low, it's a kind of lowest common denominator. No, but yeah, no, it's whatever but, brings you comfort. But, uh, yeah. Well, a, st- a starter. I mean, uh, of course, in, in in growing up, we didn't really have starters. The only starter that you would ever have, well, there were two. You would have grapefruit, half a grapefruit, <laughs> with the cherries stuck in the middle of it, or you would have a prawn cocktail. You see, but I mean, prawn cocktail was out of our area, you know, at home. You know, if my mother had served us a prawn cocktail as a starter, you know, we'd have, we'd have, we'd have sort of <laughs> thought she was insane. <laughs> you know, what's this? Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and the great thing about the 50s and the 50s was everyone was in exactly the same position. I mean, there were some very, very well people who, were, who dined in Paris and the rest of it, I suppose, or in, uh, in the West End or, or Soho um, in London. But most people were pretty, it was all pretty egalitarian in an odd kind of way. You know, so it wasn't just us eating liver on a Wednesday, it was like everybody. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that's, that's okay. sort of not being enough. Okay. So, so what do we go for your starter? Is it a great... If it is a, well, if I have to have one, what would I have? I might... Bearing in mind, Peter, it's your dream <laughs> it's starter. It's my dream. It's my dream starter. Well, um... I might have a prawn, I mean, I am quite conventional, I might have a prawn cocktail. I'd probably have, there would be nibbles, you see, like, because I've come through a filter of lots of different cuisines, so there might be a stack of poppadoms. Uh, there might be some stuff to dip them in, you know, like uh, lime pickle or onion salad, that kind of stuff, which I was very pleased with. Well, we can um, give you both. We can give you a Well, I think something. I'm thinking of an enormous then... sort of buffet type of thing, <laughs> rather, <laughs> than, rather than a, 
Yeah, but, but, but it, was, it was considered very posh to, to have starters, and I think mm. on the whole, there was not much poshness around in those days. Um, I mean, I think the first posh meal I had was um, the, um, hosted by my uncle Fred, and I think he took us, my parents were with us of course, but I think we all went to some kind of enormous pub which, which had a restaurant attached, yeah. somewhere around the A12. And, um, and we were allowed to look at the menu, and my mother was saying, oh, we don't order anything expensive, you see, to me. And, I, and Fred would say, no, let him order what he wants. And then I saw duck, I saw duck on the menu. And I thought, I don't know, I've never had duck in my life. Didn't even know you could eat it. Um, and so I, I said, I, could I have the duck? Mother said that it's far too expensive. You know? And Fred said, No, let him have the duck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and so, and so that was, it? I remember it. I mean, I remember it. It was sliced up, I think, probably. I can't remember that, that sort of detail, but I do remember that I had the duck. And I was slightly told off, you know, for, 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 for having something slightly more expensive than chicken. Um, Fred and his wife, Marion, would come and take us out on a Sunday, because you, otherwise you stayed at school. If you were a boarder, you stayed at school. And they would take us to very special places in Soho because he liked, Fred liked going to these places and he thought that young people should be introduced to them, you know. And so it was through him that I first went to Leon's, which was the, one of the earliest Chinese restaurants in the West End. Uh, in Ward- it was then in Wardour Street, it's no longer existing. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the Chinese restaurants started in Limehouse yeah. in London, because that's where, it was near the, it was near the docks. Um, and so you had a lot of Chinese, uh, early Chinese restaurants in Limehouse. Then they moved into Gerard Street and Chinatown and Wardour Street. And so I remember, you know, the lunch at Leon. Yeah. With my brother, and the first time I used chopsticks, that was that occasion. Would would um, you have any of this for like? Chop suey. It was called Leon's Chop Suey restaurant. Leon Chop Suey. Chop suey So it would be, it would be, I think the starter would be a grapefruit with a cherry in the middle. Yeah. Uh, chop suey uh, with egg fried rice, something like that. You know, that would be very important. It's a tribute to your main tribute to Fred. Yeah, yeah, cho- chopsticks. And with chopsticks as well. And with chopsticks. So for your dream dessert, Peter, what would you go for? Uh, What's the opposite of well, uh, what would I go for? I mean, probably a sorbet, something like a lemon sorbet. Yeah. You know that they say cleans your palate. And Choose your colour. simple. Lemon, le- lemon sort of raspberry sorbet, lemon sorbet, something like that. If it, the one thing I wouldn't have uh, for pudding would be bread and butter pudding. Oh, that's quite that's quite a popular one. It, but... Well, it can be not with me, it isn't. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> and mean, and why, uh, why is that? Why oh, because it, was, it, it didn't really taste, it tasted slightly sort of, um, tasted slightly of snot. And it, look, <laughs> and it was very... Um, I don't know. I mean, it was neither one thing nor another. You know, I didn't mind bread, I didn't mind butter. But not both. But not just sort of stuck in a pan with some sultanas yeah. or whatever they yeah. were. Yeah, fair enough. And, and heat it up. I just, <laughs> it's one of the few things that used to almost make me physically sick. <laughs> 
After fleshing out Peter's dream menu, we're now going to take a flight abroad and visit some countries he's been to. Hold tight and fasten your seatbelts. Ghana, Ghana had some very, very wonderful uh, dishes, you know, full of flavour and taste. Um, key ingredient, pepper, you know, West African chilli pepper, mm -hmm. in almost every dish, uh, which is a shock, you know, when you were coming from Europe and haven't been in what you see. Uh, they had a, a, a staple dish called fufu. Oh, cool. Okay, and fufu was pounded yam, cassava, and cocoa yam sometimes plantain, the big bananas, you know, pounded in a wooden mortar uh, in, into a kind of rubbery consistency. And it was, it was roughly the size of a small rugby ball. So that would be put in a big pottery bowl. And the palm oil soup um, would be poured around it. So there would be bits of, bits of chicken, goat. Yeah. Uh, there could be... Um, what they call West African land snails, huge snails, you know, and it, and you'd sit around this with your friends, and you would eat it with your fingers. So you would you, you'd stick your fingers into this great rubbery uh, sort of bun, pull off a bit. I'm picturing you doing this, Peter. Well, you pull, you pull off a bit, and then you make a sort of depression in it yeah. with your and thumb, then you add your and then the, the soup can go into that, oh, and you wow. can pop it in. Um, so there was that was very a very important dish which I liked very much. And the guy who I was lucky in those days, I was teaching there. Uh, I had a guy who sort of helped me at home domestically, you know, washing, ironing, you know, and uh, yeah. it was it was like another world, okay, and cooking. And his name was Clement, and I was very fond of him, and we were friends. And I was, and Clement used to prepare a bowl of soup or something, you know, for the end of the school day. So I would return to find a pot on what they called a charcoal pot, a coal pot. So it was all done on charcoal. And uh, and then I, had, I would ladle out some, you see, and, and, and eat it in my uh, lodgings. And on one occasion, uh, there were, I, my teeth sort of, uh, in, there was a, he put a nail in the soup, okay, and I nearly lost quite a few teeth, and so I put it to one side, and then when I saw him in the morning, I said, you know, Clement, what is all this about? There was this huge nail in the soup, oh so he looked, he looked very sheepish and crestfallen, and he said, he said, I put it there, uh, we just called it Master, I put it there, Master. I said, why did you, well, what, what for, you see? And he said, well, we, we, we put a hard thing like a nail to make the meat soft. And I asked that my headmaster was a gunner. I said, Sam, what is, what is behind all this, you see? And he said, oh, well, there is a belief that if you have, if you want to tenderize meat, you either wrap it up in pawpaw leaves, papaya leaves, uh, because it's a chemical ingredient, or you put a hard object in the pot when you're cooking it, oh my and the hard God. object will, will draw out, you see, the hardness from the meat. So when you had the meat, and did that did it work? Was it tender? It wasn't noticeable. <laughs> um, so I would probably have, as an alternative main dish to the well, we can have it as, um, as a sort of, I would have a sub-dish of yes. palm stew, palm soup. Palm soup. Um, Without? Without the nails. Yes. Yeah, so my office was in the 
Munich uh, Insurance Company, or Bayerische Vereinsbank, one of these commercial banks. And they had a canteen, and we had use of the canteen in, in, the, in the company headquarters where we rented space. And on the menu, every lunchtime, was what they call Schweiner's Haxer, like, which is knuckle of pork. Knuckle of pork. Knuckle of pork. It is, a, it is basically a leg joint of pork, mm. uh, braised and done with the most fantastic gravy, with what the Germans call knurdel, which is noodles. Dumplings, not noodles. Oh, lovely. Dumplings, okay. No. And so, you know, it was so irresistible that I would almost every day have this. Wow. And then go back to my office and fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, a sign of a good like meal. Two hours. Oh, it's absolutely fantastic. So I would probably quite like to have a bit of that. Okay, we can um, have that as your. Um, well, it's a bit like this, you know, you can, you can have eight <laughs> main courses. I know, uh, turning into a banquet. So we can have that as uh, like um, the on the side. On so the side. Okay, so that, that well, that's German, that's memorable for me in Germany. Yeah. But uh, what I really liked in Greece was the, uh, the what they called the. Um, Roast psito, which is which is roast or uh, or um, braised or barbecued on a on a on a grill grilled grilled. So they would grill it over charcoal. A little lamb cutlets, mm. little lamb cutlets, which are called in Greece paidakia. 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 child. So that they were they were known as little children. Oh, and the little lamb cutlets were known as little children. Yeah. And so you would go into the taverna and they would say, yeah. uh, you know, what you, 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 this is taverna food. And you would say, misokino uh, asprocracy, which is half a litre of white wine out of the Absolutely. barrel. And then you want paidakia. And then you want, uh, these are essential, uh, you know, language points the Greece uh, patates tianites which is fried potatoes finally we go into Peter's tipple of choice Habertail Habertail is Paris and Edmunds it's a subtle beer available at Weatherspoons for £2.49 a pint I was going to say it goes um, really well with your kind of Weatherspoon setting it is it does so yes all like these circular. dishes we've gone around the world and, and then we're going to, to end the all these dishes can be eaten very very enjoyably at a branch of Weatherspoons but you have to make arrangements with the <laughs> yeah <laughs> with I, I think it all goes well as you say it's a mosaic a mosaic, <laughs> it is a mosaic. Um, so I'm going to read back your dream menu Peter um, I yeah, might sure. not get some of the like the pronunciation <laughs> right but I will try no, no, do, do. I will try yeah. so in your setting we're going to go to a Weatherspoon we are um, and it's going to have, um, for your starter, we're going to start off with um, a grapefruit yes. with a cherry in the in middle. In Faulty Towers, it was known as a grail fret. A grail fret, I love A grail fret, because he... he I love that. Faulty Towers... the menu you, wrong. I mean, I could see you happily sitting in a Faulty Tower kind of setting. Oh, no, brilliant. Yes, exactly. We could do that too. Absolutely. So, and then with your, yeah, with your grapefruit... Grapefruit well, with a cherry in the middle. And then you said you wanted a kind of, a little a range of little pick and mixes, like an onion salad or some popcorn. I think it's a tribute to Indian restaurants that I've enjoyed having meals with uh, over the years. Yes, a sort of popular, big that. pile of popadums. Uh, onion salad, uh, 
pickles. Yeah, lime pickle. Lime pickle. That was it. Yes. So we're uh, going to have we'll have that. So we've uh, got homage to India yes. as well as to the Forty Towers grapefruit. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Then for yeah. our main course, I'm not. I can't pronounce it, but it was the Cheshui. The, the Chinese Leon oh, restaurant. Uh, chop suey. Chop suey. Chop suey. Chop suey, chop suey with yes. egg fried rice. With egg fried rice. With um, yes. chopsticks that you're going to eat, with eat it with. With chopsticks eat it with. And then we're going to go also for palm soup. Palm soup from Ghana, yes. From Ghana, yeah. without the nail in with it. With large snails. With a large snail. Snails. Not, Not nails, nails. snails. <laughs> snails. Uh, West, they're called West African land snails. West African land, land snails. Snails. So I'll have to get them shipped. They are delicious. Especially you could probably you. get them somewhere in town. Probably. <laughs> I know where. I know I'll have to go to the black market and exactly. get them for get you. Them. Um, yeah. And then we're also going to Germany as well. And we're going to get knuckled pork. Knuckled pork, yes. Um, yes. And then we're also going to go to Greece. And we're getting yes. um, the... Paidakia. Which is grilled lamb cutlets. And patatas... Tatas Tianites. 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 Sort of fried. Fried potatoes. Fried potatoes. Um, yeah. And then for dessert. Not crispy and full of oil. Italian double, like kind of really nice crispy chips. Well, these won't be, not in Greece, no. Okay, well, <laughs> it's got to be done authentically, right? But so, it, it must be done authentically, yes. So yeah, that's yeah. what we'll yeah. get for you from Greece. Yeah, that is brilliant. Um, yeah. So we've got a really nice range of mix for your yes. main course, so yes. you better be hungry to... Well, it can be done. <laughs> it can. I think when there's a will, there's a way. There's a way, exactly. Um, exactly. I'm we'll... not a great one for puddings or desserts, but I would have a sorbet. Just a sorbet. We've gone for lemon, did you say? Lemon, Lemon sorbet. Yes. And or raspberry. Or yeah. raspberry sorbet, yeah. um, depending on your mood, I guess. Depending on your depending mood. Depending on the mood, yes. I think <laughs> <laughs> you know, it might be a sunny gu- day. Depending on how guilty uh, Yes, that is the other, other, other thing as well. Yeah. Um, and then drink, we're going for a traditional ale. Well, I think traditional ale is suffocate, suffocate ale. Well, I'm sure we can bring that to life at the Dream Restaurant. Um, so thank you, Peter. You're welcome. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see you again soon. Well, <laughs> That was the great Peter Chenery in our Dream Restaurant. Thanks for putting up with us. Uh, Laugh more and worry less. I'll see you again very soon.